0: Well, brethren, one of the things which you read in the Bible is this wonderful passage, these wonderful words of Jesus. If you'll be turning in your Bibles to John chapter 13, verses 34 to 35. That's John, the gospel account of John, chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. And here we read something essential for every Christian to know. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. Understand, this is not a suggestion. This is a commandment from the king, and it must be obeyed in order to be pleasing to him. And we've grown up, being used to being in democracies and republics where people have a say and we have parliaments and we have senates and those kinds of things, but not so in the kingdom of God. If God had have wanted it that way, it would have been that way. There was, there was a republic many years before, I get you, <laughs> there was a republic many years before the Lord Jesus came to earth, ancient Athens, but he didn't choose that form of government for his kingdom. And there was another republic with its own ruler, Caesar, the Roman Empire, but he didn't choose that system. They had a Senate and everything. They even had a horse in the Senate, and I won't make any comments. But here's the thing that wasn't the form of government that Jesus instituted for his church. You see, the thing is, Christ is king, and his commandments are binding, they are absolutely binding. And these are some of the qualities that Christians are supposed to have. We're supposed to love one another. And you'll notice he says it over and over and over. You think, you think he might be meaning something when he's saying that? Now remember, in the ancient languages, in ancient Greek, they didn't have exclamation marks. So it wasn't like love one another with a few exclamation marks afterwards that were saying, pay special attention. That's why he would say it two or three times to emphasize how important it is. You often hear the Lord saying, verily, verily, which means truly, truly. He's emphasizing, this is true. Pay attention to what's being said. And you see, this statement of Christ is giving us a list of qualities that need to be seen in every Christian. Remember, so that the world will see us and they will know us by our love. They will know us by how we treat one another. They will know us by how we love one another. As a practical care. They'll stand up and they will pay attention. And they'll talk about us. And if we don't love one another. If we're backbiting against each other. If we're talking behind each other's backs. If we're doing all manner of things. They're going to notice that too. Believe me. And they'll talk about that. They'll go, oh boy. See what they're doing down there. So I'm going to go into a few lists tonight. About some of the qualities of being a Christian. But after Aftermilk has to say. Good man. Uh, the, the thing about love in the Bible, uh, isn't there five different meanings?
1: And uh, like Corinthian church took the wrong meaning of love. It was you have forgotten love. You didn't mean I didn't want to lay out love. You know, you know, when you say the word, you got to find out which one of the five or four or five different meanings is it. Mm-hmm. Because the, they, they use the same word, yeah.
0: love. Well, what he means here is the practical kind of care of love, not that, the other, yeah. And you're quite right, it doesn't mean different things in different, pa- different places. Not just that word, other words as well, but that's not what the night is about. You can easily go down that way, though. It's very interesting. And we're going to go down through a few lists, and what I want you to do tonight is to check these lists against your own character and to see... What you might need to add to your character to be more pleasing to Jesus. Because if we love him, we're going to want to please him, won't we? And to see what we need to improve to be more pleasing to Jesus. So the first list I want us to go through is Romans chapter 12. And we're going to read through verses 9 to 21 in Romans chapter 12. And then we go down through the list and see what we need to add to ourselves or remove. That's Romans 12 verses 9. 21 let love be without dissimulation well that means deception let love be without deception without hypocrisy this is pure love abhor which means to have a burning zeal abhor that which is evil cleave to that which is good so we're to cleave to that which is good we're to cleave to the words of jesus to the word of god Be kindly affectioned one to another, with brotherly love, in honour preferring one another. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Not serving ourselves, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Distributing to the necessity of saints, given to hospitality. Bless them which persecute you, bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice, and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but consent to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Recompense to no man, evil for evil. Provide Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably, with all men. So we're to be peace-loving people. We're not to be quarrelsome, looking for arguments, picking fights with people. We're to live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give peace unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. So we're to cleave to what is good. We're to challenge that which is evil. So in this list, we find the following things. These things that are to be added or improved upon in our lives as Christians. Love, kindness, diligence, We're to be fervent in spirit, Serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, steadfast in prayer, given to hospitality, which means to be kind, friendly, to help people, and to be peaceful. Live lives that are pleasing to Almighty God. Turn with me to James, chapter 4 and verse 11, would you? James 4 and verse 11. Yes, sir.
2: Mm-hmm. because the
1: scripture had kind of like you were reading there you didn't think that he had the right they lied so he went
0: in and he did truck driving and did all the other stuff but the thing about like this is we as Christians are I mean with the evil people and the wicked people you we're supposed to just lie down and let him no. destroy us That's no right. no not at all he, he
3: misunderstood that oh and okay. that John answer because he's so got it <laughs> the, towards the end of that reference mm. is a scripture that gives me hope okay. because it says as much as it is within you live mm. peaceably with all men it doesn't say live peaceably with all men period right. as much as it's within you because i have trouble living peaceably with some men yeah seriously i do yeah and and so that scripture there you know I, I know what the goal is to reach for and and not we're not perfect in that by any means But this is not talking in service to your nation. Mm -mm, No. This is not talking as a soldier or as a police officer or as any of those. This is talking as an individual. Okay? That's entirely different because you render into season the things that are in I I know that. And your father had his choice to make that we all have our own
0: choices. I'm I'm not personally. I'm not talking about police
1: officers or if you get in a situation. They got right. violent people and stuff like that. We are supposed to be like Christians and give them our clothes and give them everything else. Let them have what they want. Let them shoot us, kill us. I mean, as Christians, mm-hmm. a lot of people think that we're supposed to lay down and just, you know, do what you want to.
3: It, the Bible doesn't say you okay. must be a doormat. No. Right? you like no. what I was coming to. Right. No, it doesn't say that. Now, it, it says as much <coughs> as possible.
0: But you still have other responsibilities you're required to do, and that's to take mm-hmm. care of your family, to provide for them, Exactly. to, to work for the
3: church, too. Mm-hmm. How can you do that if you just give it all to the criminals mm-hmm. all well? the That's what I'm trying to say. A lot
1: of people think Christianity, you know, you just, you're like sheep, and you don't have a shepherd over to take care of you. If he's not there, you're going to burn. Right. You with know, a the fire, right? the animals are going to you up. Mm-hmm. And that's the way they look at Christianity, which, like what you're saying, isn't you know really natural defend ourselves, but we do it in a godly manner. Do do it the way the Bible says. Right. And then what does the Bible say? (laughs) That's what I'm coming to. Very confusing.
3: Well, you know, again, you would like to say, you know, you, you, uh, why are you being persecuted? If you're being persecuted for Christ, or you know, or stand, or you know, if they're Muslim, they're going to kill you unless you renounce Christ. Well, obviously, you don't renounce Christ. But if they're just a thug there wanting to steal your wallet, well, give them your wallet. But if you want to take your life, don't mm-hmm. stand yourself. That's okay. yes, it. You, That's what I was coming to. Right. And you know, any any self-defense instructor out there will tell you, give them, give them the money, but don't hand it to them. Throw it down, and when they go for it, run away.
0: Yeah.
1: <clears throat>
3: and
0: that's right that's what the police will tell you too right police attack and I was just trying to yeah yeah a lot of people you know as Christians they go oh no you know
1: like you're not supposed to you know, fight, you know and you're not supposed to defend yourself you know
3: you're supposed to just go around as peaceful people well again they've they, they got Hollywood
0: version of a Christian in their mind that's yeah not the right that's one. not the right one there's a lot but some churches do you get to uh, anything
1: that but when it comes to like your family and stuff like
0: that, it's a different situation. Yes, and, but remember what they tend to do is they read through the line and like a lot of people they don't read it, they just read the last bit. If it be possible, right. it might not be possible. Okay. I
1: was just trying to bring, yeah. bring that up yeah. so I could say that to other people are yeah. saying it just extend
0: it to that what part of the virtue thing. Well I, I I know of an incident that actually happened here in, in, in the United States. Right many years ago there was another Irish preacher and these guys came in and they said okay you Christians you know you can't do anything if I hit you so we hit him once and then he hit him twice when he went to hit him the third time he punched him in the face and knocked him down he said what are you doing he said Christ told me to turn the other cheek beyond that I received no further instruction you have every right and there, he was a boxer so you know that fellow felt it you have every right to defend yourself in fact you must defend your family you have to you can't just stand there, so as much as it is possible, yeah yeah, yeah. as much as it is possible, because sometimes it's impossible if 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 there's someone trying to murder you, you, you you're just going to stand there and let them stick the knife in you as much as if you can't run away and you can't do anything.
1: That,
0: that's their yeah. but, uh, that's, okay. Well, I can tell you what I would do, quite honestly. Right. If someone broke into my home okay. yeah. um, in the middle of the night, I'm half asleep, there's a really good chance they're going home in a box right. because they'll have a sword or a bullet in them because I'm not going to think twice. I'm protecting my wife. Right. I'm protecting my own life. And I'd feel terrible about taking their life, but I would feel worse about my wife dying. Right. Simple as that. Yeah, it is there. I mean, I wouldn't want to take anybody else's life, but if it's the aggressor or my family, no, 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 yes, sir. I think there's a lot of people fail to understand the difference between the church and government. Exactly. It's not the mission of the church to take up arms (laughs) and weapons. There
2: was a man who got his ears cut off at the time the prize would be uh, getting ready to be crucified. Mm put you stored away. But now, the government is ordained of God it's set up, you know, to protect people.
0: There is a difference between yeah, well, government, like government and that. Roman exactly.
2: Yeah. And uh, on one occasion, he says, honor what well, his Caesar's, you know, honor to, to him.
0: Exactly. Therefore, yeah, honor.
2: Uh, if you're in the military, you know, if that's part of your...
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and you're, you're right. But it also, it's, um, if you remember, before our Lord was crucified, what did he tell his disciples to do? To sell their cloaks, sell their coats, and buy what? They bought swords. But those swords were for defense. They were not for aggression. And you see, at that time, if you were wearing a sword, and a lot of people did, it meant that you were a free man so he knew what was going to happen so if they were walking around with the sword nobody was going to come up and say you're an escaped slave it was never about aggression Yes, why
3: don't we turn to uh, Romans chapter 13 Mm-hmm.
0: Gotta
3: go. where he talks about oh, the rulers and especially verse 4 where he says mm-hmm. for he is the minister of God to thee for good but if thou do that which is evil be afraid for he beareth not the sword in vain for he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. The, right there, we have authority for the government that's been put in place by God to render judgment and to execute wrath on those that do evil.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: And, and, and I'd like to point out, that was the Roman government too. Yeah. <laughs> Not exactly, at that time, a paragon of... Uh, <laughs> Christian
0: uh, (laughs) they certainly weren't woke in any way yeah they weren't and of course you go back a verse and it says for rulers are not a terror to good works but to the evil now that doesn't mean that those everything those rulers do is good but the fact is they will have to answer to Christ for all the wrongs which they have done because they answer to a higher authority as well but as Christians we certainly have the right to defend ourselves and their families Yeah, exactly, as good citizens. And as, as John pointed out, that was the Roman Empire. And they, they, weren't, they weren't nice folks to be messing about with. In fact, there was, in the, in very early on, in, well, it was late in Roman history, early in Christian history, there was actually a legion of Christians from Egypt, the Theban Legion, and their leader was a general, his name was Morris, my middle name is Morris, so I know about this. And Morris had to go and bend his knee to the emperor. But they wanted him to make a religious sacrifice to him as a living God. Now, he bent his knee to his emperor, but he did not bend his knee to a god. He would not renounce God. Him and his entire legion were put to death because they stood up for Christ they showed their loyalty to the secular powers, but they rendered unto God what was God's. And St. Morris became known as the uh, patron saint of chivalry. And he showed an example. That's an illustration of an example of how Christians are to be. Are we to obey the government? Yes, absolutely. In so much as they don't go against the will of God. So, for example, when I became a citizen, I had to take a note that I would take up arms to defend the United States. And thankfully, they didn't ask me to do a drive-by shooting to prove it, to get into the gang. It was mo- hey, it was Montgomery. It could have happened. But anyway. <laughs> But I took an oath to do that. Now, Even though I took an oath to do that, if I'm ordered to defend the United States like every other citizen, I will. But if the government was to order me to go out and kill every baby in the land and shoot them dead in the name of Baal or Osteroth or whatever, as a Christian, should I do that? No. No. Because, you see, God's will comes before man's will. Christians were great citizens of the Roman Empire. They paid their taxes. They were honest. The same is happening in China. They know that Christians are good citizens. They don't steal like the way their pagan citizens steal, but they've created a a counterfeit Christianity with a counterfeit Bible. As we know, there's a lot of people that do things like that. I wonder where they got that idea from. But yes, in so much as we can to remain peaceful with all men. Would you read with me James chapter 4 and verse 11? Speak not evil one of another, brethren. He that speaketh evil of his brother and judges his brother, speaketh evil of the law and judges the law. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. So, what are we being told here as to being a Christians? How, as to being Christians, how are we to live our lives daily, especially with each other? Well, we know that if our brother is doing something wrong that might endanger his soul. The loving thing to do is to tell him the truth and tell him it lovingly. We're not to go around gossiping about other Christians or or spreading lies or trying to get ahead of somebody else if they're looking for another job, you know, to to try and sabotage their, their promotion. No, Christians are not to be mean. We're to be supportive of one another. We're not to gossip. It causes harm. And remember, all of these things which are against the qualities that Christians are supposed to have in our character are the kinds of things that the devil loves. This is what he wants. He wants Christians to be at each other's throats and not to be focused upon God. You see, on the things of God, we're supposed to be focused on the things of Christ. And the command of Christ, which is, of course, to uh, stab each other in the back, no, love one another have practical care for one another, to support one another in prayer, in life, physically, however we might do that. Remember, there's this little word, I love it, joy, and it really sums up how Christians should be. It really helps us remember that good doctrine of Christ. And joy stands for Jesus first, others second, yourself last. Now, if you turn that around, what do you find in the world? You have joy spelt backwards. Y-O-J. Waj, waj. Doesn't sound right, does it? Yourself first. Others second and Jesus last. Some are way back there. That's not good enough for the Christian, is it? When you turn with me in the Bible to Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 to 23. Galatians chapter 5. 22 to 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is this. uh, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering gentleness, goodness, faith. Meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. Well, when I had just become a Christian, there were things I still needed to learn. There are still things I still need to learn. We all do. And I was talking to a man, and I, I had gotten something wrong, something I didn't really understand. and needed to be explained to me. But instead of him explaining it to me in a kind way, he tore my head off for a shortcut. And it was pretty bad. In fact, it was so bad. Another minister that heard him, and he was a minister, came in and called him away. He talked with him, and a few minutes later he came back and he apologized to me. And another minister, Ken Burleson, sat down, and he explained to me what the meaning of worship actually meant. We all have to learn. We shouldn't expect other people, we shouldn't expect other Christians to be at the same level that we're at, because we're not all at the same level. And we don't all understand things in the same way. Even coming from a different cultural background, we won't understand things in the same way. I wish we had a more international congregation. I wish we had people from Africa and India and China and Russia and Argentina. You should hear the different points of view that you hear. And they're valid. They will come at it from a a different cultural idea altogether. Some people will come at it from the idea of being in a technologically advanced culture and some from a culture where they just literally just came from living in mud huts. And it's fascinating to see that the one thing that binds them together, like the song, is Jesus and his love, his concern. Because in a great many countries and cultures, love is the last thing on the list. That certainly was in the Roman Empire. They didn't understand, and I think Marshall is... Did you cut yeah? Uh, yeah. Talking about
2: different countries and mm.
0: culture and their understanding of things. We have the same problem as the Christ. Christ. Yes. Yeah.
2: Each person is at their level in Christianity. So some are higher learned and some are not as learned. And so therefore there's a conflict sometimes because a higher learned one does not take the time nor the effort. No, the
0: of those that up, yeah. up are and the patience too, too. yeah Mental. you are absolutely that happened to me I know exactly what you mean you know something though the man who explained to me what I didn't understand in love it took him two minutes to explain it to me kindly the other guy took nearly 40 minutes to tear my head off well,
2: <laughs> he built up a wall he couldn't get to you because he built the wall
0: up. he did and we built by being
2: judgmental with people that don't understand where we're coming from. Yeah. We need to step back and remember when we was unlearned
0: too. Exactly. And we can communicate with exactly. you. You're absolutely right, though. And those walls can be overcome with love, with teaching people in kindness. Because, you know, yelling at them is not going to get you anywhere. Getting into an argument is not going to get you anywhere. Telling them they're going to hell is not going to get you anywhere. I guarantee you. <laughs> it just does not work. You think about how did Jesus teach? How did the apostles teach? He condemned no one. Yeah. Just spoke the truth.
2: Even the archangel did not hmm.
0: condemn anyone.
2: He said the Lord will judge. Mm-hmm. But we have a bad problem. Uh.
0: We all. Well, I think that it's we very important. Yeah, I think it's very important to... to to move along at a pace that anyone can understand. So if I'm ever going too fast or anything, stop me. I don't want you to be left behind. I understand that. It takes a while. When we started in preaching school, we started slow. By the time we got to the end of it, oh, boy. (laughs) It was full speed ahead. But the simple things are so incredibly important because there's nothing really simple. It's not simple as being unimportant. And always remember that's another soul that you're speaking to. That's someone Christ died for. And they might, they might say, for example, oh, I've already been baptized. But their idea of being baptized might be that they were baptized as a baby and then they were confirmed when they were 13, 14. Some of you won't know what, what that is, but that's something we used to do in some churches. Some people will, will say that they were baptized into a faith community. It's not what the Bible says to do. And some people will say, oh, I was baptized, and they mean in their mind, they were baptized with the Spirit of fire, with the Holy Spirit in their heart, and their heart felt so good, and they got a nice warm feeling right there. It's the kind of feeling I get when I'm mistaken to eat pepperoni pizza. It doesn't mean that I'm filled with the Spirit. So there's a definition of terms that have to be agreed upon, too. And of course, that is also in love. You never say, hey, Dumbo, that's not what it means. You say, that. let's have a look and see what that means in the context. And let's go back a verse or two and see what Paul is actually talking about. Because people will take the Bible verses out of context to make their own ideas up, which is not loving. It, it, it's not a loving thing. But We are, of course, to earnestly defend the truth. But it's not because of our opinion. Like the angel said, it wasn't because what the angel was saying. It's because... But well, what does the Lord say? And we go by what the Bible says, because it's not what we want; it's what He said. That's love. But someone else was waving the hands and all wound up. Okay. Oh, yeah, no Oh, sorry. I'm sorry, Tim. I told you. Where. <laughs> sure. Hmm. That's right. The word convicts. We don't. We we plant the seed. That's it.
1: Yeah, you know, that was me you too. Think you think that, you, know, you think I'm going
0: to have think this. And reply anywhere with me is it's not up to what I say. It's not It doesn't matter what I think mm-hmm. or don't think. Yeah. The word convicts. Yeah. Right the word convicts. Yeah. And it's always different. With whoever you're talking to they don't have to even come from another country i know missionaries that were in india they got thousands of people getting baptized and they went this is wonderful they went back a few months later visited some of their homes and they just found a little statue of jesus whittled out and put up there with all the other gods they didn't understand they just didn't understand and if you think there's just one culture in the united states no i'm not even talking about the north you go to tennessee they're a whole different a whole different culture up in Tennessee. Yeah. I've got the Twilight Zone theme going on in my head, but I'm sorry. <laughs> yes? <laughs> oh, I thought you were I thought you were asking a question. Yeah. Oh, yes, I yeah. I have sure. Kim brought out the point, the word convince. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've got a
2: very personal example of this. I'll just relay it. Hmm. Here's what we've done with Brother Mike. We would give him verses, chapter, books in the Bible to read when it asks a question of baptism. We'd take him to Peter. We'd take him to Acts. We'd take him to Galatians, Romans. We wouldn't give him the verse. We'd give him the chapter. And we started him out reading the Old Testament, believe it or not. Okay, it took time. Because he's dealing with my daughter, which wasn't going to church at that time. And he was dealing with her. She didn't want to go to church. So we had to deal with that too. But Mm -hmm. Russ and I worked with him on giving him verses to read. Not verses, chapters and books. Mm -hmm. When I went back there in February, my son-in-law come up, would you baptize me, please? Wonderful. Just like that. The word convicts. Here. Yeah. Wonderful.
0: That's it. And I, we need to, unfortunately, wrap up the class. But Oh, yeah. That, no, no, that's good. But uh, we, we need to wrap up the class. Unfortunately, this has been wonderful and a perfect place to, to leave it off because it's, it's about love. The word convicts in love. Yeah. Thank you for your attention, everyone.